Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. seconds ago before starting the show i seem spugnacious we don't know if this is a word if it is feel free to google it dictionary.com it let us know we're uh we do sports on this show that's what we do but every once in a while we have to dive into the lives of wits and rise it allows you to connect to us your commentators podcasters and that's what we're going to do to start off we just had a nice friendly conversation i have a layover in chicago tomorrow that's why we're doing the show on wednesday i almost Almost got us to do the show when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, which would have added a new state and new city to the list of places I've podcasted. But I have a layover in Chicago, and although our dream is to share a McDouble on the runway, me and Xander, I can't pull a catch-me-if-you-can Leonardo DiCaprio bathroom routine, and he definitely wouldn't be able to find his way onto the tarmac at O'Hare. Xander Horowitz... We're talking wits and rods right now. What do, what do we, what do we got brewing? We, yeah, we know you're mad at technology. I am, but I wanted to give a quick uh, dictionary lesson. Spugnacious is the word I use. There's a word pugnacious, which means easier, quick to argue, quarrel, or fight. And I kind of mix it with spunky, which is courageous and determined. So I kind of blended the two. Spugnacious, I feel like that's kind of your personality, but you're feeling a little more spunky and pugnacious than usual um, tonight, <laughs> so I wanted to let you start off the show because I feel like that's always a big toss-up. Um, who's going to start off the show? I know I'm always behind the controls, behind this beautiful Mac here in Riverwoods, but um, yeah, a little mad at technology tonight. Um, it, it, it wasn't enough that it's a Wednesday and there's not a lot of sports news to go over right now. I know we got PGA, um, PGA this weekend, got some NCAA rules changes which I don't really care about. Um, we got some baseball going on. We also have to talk about fantasy, but for 10 minutes before the show, I was waiting for Google Chrome to load on my Mac. With I had only had five tabs open, and I was sitting there for like 10 minutes um, cursing out the computer. You know, It's enough that CBS Sports has to play ads every other segment on the show because I just need to look up a stat sometimes. Um, so a little, a little pissed at technology tonight. Um, I think the world, the world might be a better place without it. Right, and run its the imi- since since there was a little bit of bad radio in terms of discussing you um, saying some swears towards the computer, you being vulgar towards the computer, I'm going to 
put an image in people's mind. It's like if you watch the Bad Girls Club of Atlanta and how they react to one another, that's how Xander was treating the computer. Um, it was very close to being an incident that the computer was going to file a lawsuit, but luckily Xander was able to cool down enough time to speak with me. And for him, five tabs isn't a lot. That's something that's got to be understood. Uh, Sabermetrics is like Xander's averaging around nine tabs at show. I do. Um, it's a lot to keep so, track of. Right. So, and that, I got to tell you, I think that hurts our ratings this week because we won't have as many CBS ads. So our funding from CBS won't uh, oh, be coming yeah. in. I, we changed, we did a switch up. I closed it down. I got it back up. Now I've got about 12 tabs open. Okay, we're the back. the dictionary, the spunky, pugnacious, that takes up two. So who's back of the week is Wits' tabs. They're, they're back. <laughs> tabs, it was, they're back. They're, the Wits' tabs are back. Today, I ha- I've had a day. I, I got a haircut. I hate getting haircuts in L.A. I've got my girl, Leslie, in the Deerfield area who who is great at haircuts, and we've had a little bit of a fling, I believe. I don't know. She probably doesn't listen to the show, which is a good thing. Well, I wouldn't know what she would say about that, but I think we fling. We fling a little bit. But I got a haircut, and then I had work this morning, the server job, making my money. Made really good money today, but at one point, 200 people showed up all at the same time. Not all within the same party, but literally 200 people, and it really was like, wow, okay. So I've got 200 people who are expecting me to talk to them simultaneously and instantly, and that was not going to be the case. So we had some angry people, um, undeserving people of my time. That's what I dictated it as, or set that precedent i was like you don't deserve my time especially you, with the you way you're treating just, me you should have just made an announcement says you guys are all getting grilled chicken sandwiches with baked potato that's it. right and we don't even we don't even make grilled chicken sandwiches but i should have i should have said today and today only stella Barra pizzeria is doing only grilled chicken sandwiches for you you schmucks um that's what i should have done on a, on a loudspeaker but that was that came that it ran its course i'm doing a lot of laundry got to shave my face i got to fly to nashville like i was saying so being spunky, being a person trying to maintain a positive attitude, it's, it's what I'm trying to do right now. There's a lot of work this week. I've done a lot of work, and I'm going to be doing work at the airport tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm, spunky is what I'm trying to be. Very spunky. Um, I think we've got to break down the PGA a little bit. I know that when people listen, it'll be two days in, but as we sit here right now, Wednesday night, um, we're finally doing it prior to the start of the tournament. So we, we're with everybody else right now. We have no idea what's happening. Yeah, that's true. But I think um, for as little golf insight as we have on this show, I think we might as well just give the people our picks in our, in our Chad Ransom pool. Again, shout out Chad Ransom for um, blessing me. I mean, I feel blessed that I got into this pool because I think it's something that will be running until basically the day he dies. Like and his list, right. so his list will. We got to keep him alive. Grow because from basically like the snowballing effect of you telling me about it, and I did. I did a couple pools. Then I was like filling out my lineup, sitting next to my dad. I was like, "Hey, dad, you want to do this? You want to do this pool?" He was like, "Sure." So I feel like that it just keeps spreading, and now you've got probably around fifty people per major. Um, and we're just going to get more. Like I feel like in a couple of years, you might have two or 300 people, and Chad just sends out the most professional emails, and I love it. So let's get it started with the picks. Um, round one, take, taking a guy who's the hottest putter on tour right now, um, and, if, uh, and if I'm wrong about that, then I know Rube's going to send me that Monday morning text, <laughs> but I believe it is Jason Day. Um, 
Aussie yeah, born. We're, he, he we're going won, non-American. Non-American. He won in 2015 in this tournament. Um, he quietly has two wins this season, contended late at the Bridgestone. Um, he's got four top tens in his last five appearances at the PGA Championship. And oh, there's only one other player that has more than two, and that's Henrik Stenson. Days a combined 46 under in the championship since 2013. Um, I think he just plays this course really well. He's putting really well right now. And, you know, the last time I took Jason Day, he kind of treated me like Dustin Johnson did a couple weeks ago. But, you know, I'm taking him partly because he's hot, partly because I think he's kind of a a contrarian play in that first tier of players. And I just have a thing for taking guys that not really anybody else will take because I just want want to hit the home run in each respective bracket um, of the tier, which I don't need to, but I, I just feel like I want to every time. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a high risk for low reward. Um, as Jason Day in that tier does not appear to be a real contender at this point in time. Um, so we'll see how that well, one goes just, for you, Xander. That's false. That's that's my commentary on it. I really do feel that way, and I would not select Jason Day. But I'm going with Jordan Spieth. I I do it out of love for Jordan Spieth and hate for Jordan Spieth. I ripped him to pieces last week, and I'm gonna probably end up ripping him to pieces again after this tournament but there's something about him i just don't want to don't want to give up somebody got me really excited the idea he could complete the career grand slam this weekend so i'm uh i'm pulling for speed because i want to be i want to be part of it because if he does complete this grand slam i can say i was part of it and then we'll do we'll do snake draft here because i'll go again my second round guy i took of course the man himself ricky fowler i am riding until the end. There will not be a pool this is where I don't take them. the end of the first segment here at the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you missed the show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm and FM247.com. We'll be back in I am still spugnacious, pugnacious, spunky, whatever you want to combine. We were on the Ricky Fowler train, how excited I am that I am picking him for his first major title, which he will win this weekend at the PGA Championship in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm very excited. Ricky is my second tier guy. There has not been a tournament I haven't selected Ricky in um, since probably the start of time. So I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hang on, picking him again. He always wins me some money. He's been good at making the cut. And, uh, yeah, I'm going Ricky. Who's your second? My second um, is a guy who I haven't taken in about a year and a half, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, Fleetwood. He, he did you dirty, I thought. I was pretty confident he was a guy who was on your did you dirty list. No, because he didn't have as high of expectations the last time I took him. But um, tied for 61st last year in the PGA, so I, I don't really care about how he performed last year at the PGA, um, but I think he's, he's just been really solid over the past two seasons. Always seems to be in the hunt. He's got four top 17 finishes in the last six major championships, um, and I think, you know, if a couple shots could have gone differently, you know, he could. I think he could have won the last two US, two U.S. Opens as well, that Brooks Kepka won. Um, I don't know how well this court, is it Bella Reeve? Belavere, Bella. No, I think it. I don't know. Belarive, Belarive. All right. Well, Jared's going to make fun of us on Monday for it, but we're going to call it what Belarive and Belarive. I like Belarive better. Um, I don't don't know if this course really fits Fleetwood's game, um, but he he just he's a competitor. That's that's the one thing I noticed about him from watching him. Um, I think he knows how to compete. 
I think we could see him near the top of the leaderboard um, on Sunday, and I think he'll be he'll be a fun guy to watch. Um, he's, he's got a lot of talent, and like Ricky Fowler, I think I think it's only a matter of time before we see Tommy Fleetwood winning uh, one of these four majors. So he's the guy in my second tier. Since we're doing the snake, we're going to the third tier. My next three guys, um, I popped open an article. I said, give me some sleepers for the PGA, and this is what they spit out, um, taking Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> big, so, D, big B, Bryson DeChambeau, or Big, big D. Big D, give me some vitamin D, Bryson DeChambeau. BDC, uh, baby. The B and the D. Uh, With the big C for the Shambeau. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've never taken DeChambeau in a tournament like this, but I think he wears that funny hat. He's not allowed to have that tracker anymore, Xander. That might be a problem, man. He doesn't have the tracker. Could be a problem. Um, and I, I looked at most of the other people in the pool. I only saw a couple couple guys who took him. That makes me happy, always. Uh, don't really have a good reason why I took Bryson. I just know he he's kind of a spunky player as well. So um, I like it. There a lot of big names, though, in that third tier that I might be passing up. Could be making a mistake. Um, we look at guys like Shawfley. Bubba Watson, Sergio, um, Louis, Louis O, Matt Kuchar, Phil Mickelson. Um, You're forgetting Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman's a nice little. Mark Leishman, Ian Poulter, like that that third tier. Um, those are some dudes. So, they are some dudes. I took Xander Shoffley because I was mad that I had taken him a tournament too soon. I might now have taken him a tournament too late. But I'm going to rock Xander Shoffley with my third pick. And then fourth pick is what – this is where – I separate from you, Xander, and I'm so much better. And same with Rube. I'm the guy who found Eddie Pepperell, the hungover Englishman who came out with a fiery passion on the last day of the British Open. Brian Harmon is the man. There's nobody else like Brian Harmon on this tour. And especially when it comes to this PGA Championship, Brian Harmon, my fourth-tier pick, is going to be why I win the PGA Championship this weekend. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to take a guy who I who I saw from the picks is a little more popular than I would have liked. Um, Gary Woodland, pretty popular. I'm seeing his name pop up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, his name popped up in uh, a lot of places, and I had a couple good stats about him that I can't find anymore. But you know, I've read that he's got about 50 friends and family coming in for the PGA Championship. Oh. Um, so you know what? I think this guy's going to put on a show. The Rosenzweig effect. Plays better when people are watching. <laughs> yeah, except you're talking about Friday night bowling, and this is a major championship. But I Rack digress. League basketball too. I digress. Um, tier five saw a hot, a hot button about <laughs> Kevin Na, so I just I hopped on the train. And mark my words now, if Hao Tong Lee has a spectacular tournament, and this will be the first time in a year that I haven't taken him, I'm gonna be very upset. You'll be mark his words. He'll be upset. Kevin Na is a guy I like. Kevin Na is one of the few people who <laughs> maintained my losses of money last year when me and Brew went on a betting frenzy at the BMW uh, Championships in Lake Forest. Kevin Na was one of the winners successfully, so that was huge. I'm happy you're taking him. I'm going Russell Henley with the rest of the pack. It's I think the fifth tier is a little low for him, but I gotta have Russell Henley when he's coming out on top, and then the rest of my team will pick up the slack. We're going to do a little shout-out to Rube as I'm staring down his team. Rube, just to spite Xander, took Dustin Johnson with the first pick. He uh, <laughs> does match Xander with Tommy Fleetwood. 
He took Mark Leishman, a guy I've been riding this year until this tournament. He went with Kyle Stanley, just an absolute bogus pick. And he's going with another formerly classic Xander Horowitz pick, and that is Peter Eulen. <laughs> Peter Eulen. Um, <laughs> but bringing up Hao Tong Lee again, I think if oh, he, he's back, <laughs> if he plays really well um, and you know cashes and makes a lot of money for this pool that we're in because he gets five times the earnings because he's a tier five player, I think I should go on Hao Tong's list. Just like you should Dustin. go on his list. Yeah. I should go on his list, and I should be forbidden well, to take him ever again because I don't know how you haven't convinced it. yourself in the last five seconds not to take him. If I'm this loyal to Ricky Fowler, I think that for you to have Hao Tong Lee at that low level and for him to be performing the way he does, I just feel like you got you to ride the Lee. Hao Tong Lee all the way. I think this is this is pretty funny, though. If somebody were to tell me, like if I wasn't looking at my team, like, yeah, you have um, an Asian golfer in Tier 5 with a two-letter last name, I'd be like, it's Hao, Hao Tong Lee. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no, it's I, Kevin Na. Tra- and I don't even think – I think Kevin Na, who is of Asian, Asian descent – I think he's from America, though. I think he was born oh, here. Okay. So, but just just want to put a- that back Asian in the universe. Um, right. So right. I'm hoping Kevin uh, really really does well this weekend because I'll never forgive myself if Hao Tong Lee um, <laughs> outperforms well. him. I just just one last note about this. I hope everybody who's a Tigers fan is excited. Um, Tiger or he's Tigers. Gonna, I meant Tiger. Tiger. Whoever is a Tiger fan is excited. Um, because he's going to suck. He's just going to be absolutely brutal. I predict plus eight after the first day. I'm Stop. predicting a Stop. missed cut. Absolutely. Um, Get out of here. You heard it here first on the Sporting Edge. I will be back next week. I'm not, I got some more segments to do, but I will be back next week to um, let you guys know I was completely right about Tiger. So thank you guys very much. Plus eight, missing the cut. All right, um, looking at a couple odds. Tiger twenty-five to one right now to win. Rory twelve to one. Uh, Justin Thomas fourteen to one. There among two of the tops. Uh, Dustin Johnson Vegas favorite right now at eight to one. He opened at twelve to one, so odds have come down a little bit. Um, this should be fun. I mean, majors always are. Um, Jason Day eighteen to one with Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, Spieth, Fowler are all twenty to one. So. Should be fun. Should be exciting. Um, I just want to be there to watch on Sunday, and I'm hoping for the first time in about a year that all five of my guys make the cut because that's very disappointing when they don't. It's a really exciting thing when all five of your guys make the cut. You're yeah, because like, then you know you're like, I got a little bit of a shot here. But when one of your guys misses, you're just like, that's zero, that's zero dollars. I'm not getting any of that. Um, prop, you know what? Shout out for the prop bets in the PG too. Mine they got were, deleted last week or last tournament. Um, cause they were, so they were a little more exciting. Usually a couple of them are about tiger, his score, a couple of them, but you know, over under 83 and a half round one leader, but two, we had two great questions. Um, we had which Englishman and which Spaniard will finish the best. And we got three cho- or four choices. Englishman, we had Rose, Casey, Fleetwood and Poulter and Spaniard. We had Rom, Cabrera, Bayo, well, actually only three and Sergio Garcia. I thought those were two interesting questions. I went with, uh, Fleetwood had to do it because i took him and i also took uh sergio garcia so i think he could be a little bit of a surprise this week um who, who do you take for this, those two uh prop bets i took fleetwood and rom rom has sucked so he might as well do something now plus it was the easiest name for me to spell i don't actually look at the prop questions i try to see if i can figure them out <laughs> i just looking at the answers. sheet 
Yeah, and then I do an answer somewhat close. But ones like Spieth and DJ, I realized that had to be you choose one or the other. Of course, I'm going with the guy I picked to win it all. Um, I got really mean when it came to Tiger's score. I Like I said, I just was not kind. Um, yeah, and then my big one is hugging the caddy. I'm very involved with hugging the caddy because Ricky Fowler will be this year's PGA Championship, and he doesn't have a girlfriend or maybe he does. I just know he's not married, so he's going to hug his caddy first. Okay. That's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you missed the show, you know where to find us at libertytalk.fm. We'll see you after the break. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Edge and uh, Roz, what are we? What are we going to talk about this segment? Everyone knows what that beautiful sound is, and I said it last week, and I'm saying it all the way up until Packers game one. The NFL is back, baby, and it really is back. When you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks, we're in a Glance over that, and then we're going to talk about running backs like we're supposed to be doing. But Hard Knocks was fun. You didn't watch it. I'll tell you what happened. The Browns, they're back. They're going to win zero games this year, but they're well, back, you, you baby. You can't be back if you were never here. I, I, I'm telling you, they're back. They're, they're newsworthy. That's what being back is. Jarvis Landry yelling at the other wide receivers to get their head in the game. We've got Kirksey, who's a drummer, supposedly, but also a linebacker, who is telling you to understand your why, what makes you get up every morning, why are you up every morning, what makes you keep going forward. That is your why. Mine would be family and friends. How cute was I just there? Um, It's back, baby. It's fun. Baker Mayfield was throwing some dimes. And you can edit it any way you want to edit it. In, in on the HBO lot, but <laughs> Baker Mayfield looks pretty, pretty, pretty good, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting at some point down the season, which most Cleveland Brown fans don't want because they said they would love him to mature for a year. Don't ruin him like Johnny Manziel or Deshaun Kaiser, but um, it's fun. The Browns will be leading the way here. I think they've got an interesting team with Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Josh Gordon. Hopefully, will be back. Um, Carlos Corey Hyde. Fulton. Carlos Hyde, yeah, he's the new running back for the Cleveland Browns. I need to start studying more fantasy football. Right, big news. And then um, Corey Coleman got traded this week, and so we get to see that blow up. Apparently it's a big meltdown when he learns he got traded. Um, And then a guy named Callaway, a backup receiver, is charged with gun possession and potentially killing a guy. I added that, but there was a new finding today that there were shell casings in his car, meaning he had – Shot the gun. So we'll find out. This will be on Hard Knocks. So we're sponsoring Hard Knocks. Go check it out every Tuesday on HBO. But let's do running backs, baby. We are 
fantasy football gurus. I am not a champion of our league yet. I was a champion in my past leagues. I've, I know what it's like to win, and it starts at the running back. I don't care what anybody says. The two-quarterback league, I don't care if you don't do PPR. I don't care if you do PPR. All I know is you've got one round to pick a good running back. If you mess that up, you will not have a fantasy football season. David Johnson was my second pick last year. Absolute bust. Todd Gurley was my pick two years ago in his sophomore slump, and I was unable to prosper. But look what they can do for you. Look at a Todd Gurley. Look at a Le'Veon Bell. And I'm looking strictly at Le'Veon Bell, a guy of many, many questions, a lot of contention. He is the number one running back on Yahoo. How do you feel if you had the 1-1? One, one? Ooh, that's <laughs> that's tough. If I have the 1-1, one, one. oh, man. Um, well, I think if you look at the history of fantasy football, and I'm talking about maybe the past five years, I mean, there really hasn't been a guy that's been more consistent than Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm still undecided if I would do running back or receiver first. He has the knee injury problems. That's the other. The running back knee thing is really the scariest part, right? He is a little bit more susceptible to injury, but the workload there is is undeniable. Um, Say you weren't allowed to take a wide receiver one, you had to go running back first round of the draft. Is Le'Veon Bell your one one though? Uh, it makes if you said yes, it makes my next question easier. If not, I can still work in my next question. I'd probably say yes, but I I need to do honestly. I need to do a little more research, but I'll, I'll okay. say yes. So so saying yes is perfect. So then you've got two through four, which is interesting because I think this is a year that running backs do go first. I understand the value of the PPR we do, which is only half point. I would love a full point, um, but look at two through four. That's Todd Gurley at two, David Johnson at three, and Ezekiel at four. Lots of questions, and totally. There's no right answer for who you go and in what order. I think it's fun that we have four running backs that you could see move in different places. I mean, Le'Veon Bell has been an example of um, consistency, getting you the points he needs. Obviously, he did have injuries, but he bounced back from them. David Johnson just coming off of an injury, so we don't know if he'll be able to bounce back in the same way Bell does. You saw Todd Gurley go up and down and then back really high up last year. And Ezekiel Elliott, if he can stay on the field, he is a monster. But are you ever concerned about potential off-field issues that he's been going through? So that's well, a tough three through, or two through four. I don't know who you feel most confident with out of those guys. Well, you know, if I was thinking of one guy who I might take over Bell, um, and I think I think you'll, you'll probably disagree, but I was thinking Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Interesting. I think I, I don't disagree. I just don't think I would go that route. I think the suspension drama from last year it's gone, <clears throat> and I think Elliott is a very typical bell cow running back. Um, he, he reminds me this coming into this year. I feel like he might have a season like Demarco Murray had. I think. Was it about four years ago where he carried the ball? Seemed probably like seven or eight hundred times. That's what it felt like. Um, Ezekiel Elliott seems like he could have that type of year. Um, and looking at you know, looking at the other three guys, you got Bell and Johnson. Who I mean, don't t- you can't tell me you're not a little bit worried about a little injury risk, um, right? I'm not saying David Johnson's injury wasn't wasn't a little fluky the way I still I still remember very vividly like him catching that pass and getting lit. Oh, it was the worst. Like, I was watching with my dad. <laughs> one of the one of the few moments from last year where I can still remember watching because it was the first week and being like, "Wow, that's uh, that's gonna have a major <laughs> impact on a lot of people's teams." Um, Le'Veon Bell, I like, say, like, you know, a little bit of an injury risk there, and then 
Todd Gurley, I love Todd Gurley, but I just I can't see him having as good of a season as he had last year. Right. He could still have a great year. He could still be a top five running back, but last year was one of those like unbelievable seasons that it, it probably won't happen again. So for my money, I'd almost rather have the fourth or fifth pick and just let, you know, I would just rather just let the decision be made for me than rather right. be having to make it. I agree with you. And then actually the Elliott thing, how, what I was going to compare him to, not so much to Marco Murray, I was going to compare him to Todd Gurley. I think he had a down year due to the issues with suspension, missing games, his numbers weren't where they were. He's got a full season ahead of him now. And I think he's going to be the monster he was his freshman or his rookie season. So I I like Elliott. So if, if the opportunity is for him to fall to me at four, I love that. And I definitely would take him over David Johnson right now just because I am concerned and I watched an entire fantasy season go away in one week, although the fifth-ranked guys, Alvin Kamara, who helped my fantasy season when I picked him up, won't be able to pick him up off waiver wires this year. I don't think um, so. But Todd Gurley does. He's he's kind of in the Dustin Johnson boat, man. He really really stuck it to me the year I picked him, second pick overall. So I would have to – I like Elliott, where I thought I might disagree with you, and in my own mind, I've really kind of just changed my perception of him. But we're going to do five, which is Alvin Kamara, six, Kareem Hunt, seven, Saquon Barkley, or eight – Oh, God. Melvin Gordon, 9, Delvin Cook, and 10, Leonard Fournette. None of these guys are over 25 years old. Um, <laughs> this is a young crop of running backs and is very interesting to me right now. Do you have a lot of faith in these guys who have been one-year players, or do you think this is going to be a sophomore slump? Like This year, I think you have the most risk for seeing a slump happen with the top running backs on this list. There isn't a whole bunch of veteran pre- like presence that's going to be dominating throughout the season. Uh, I mean, a sophomore slump, I don't know if I really see it from the running back position. I think it's just kind of a different animal. Um, I think one of the I mean, thing- Go ahead. I just look at these names, though. Like, they... They've done one year of work. Are you really that confident? Like, Dalvin Cook coming off an injury. Kareem Hunt, I thought, got hurt towards the end of the year. I mean, Alvin Kamara is awesome, but he's splitting time with Mark Ingram. Like, there's no for sure here. I just know that this is a lot of young talent and definitely makes me think I'm going to go wide receiver towards the end of the first round if I don't get an early pick. Well, I think one of the most important things when you're looking at a running back is is the workload because – you, while you, you while you won't know exactly what they're gonna do if they're getting touches like that's all that you can hope for, and I think um, you know a guy like Kamara you know Mark Ingram is suspended for the first four games for violating the PED policy so he should be an he should be a monster anyways but looking at him over those four, first four games I mean he should go off because in that good of an offense um, I think he'll play well. Then once Ingram returns, you know, he'll definitely lose some touches, especially around the goal line. But, you know, when you look at him from a receiving standpoint, um, and then, you know, he led the league 6.1 yards per carry last year. That's just unbelievable. Um, so I think if he starts off really hot, hopefully Mark Ingram will take complete back seat to him. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, Kareem Hunt, also very interesting. Um, you know, led the league in rushing and ranked eighth in receiving yards among all running backs as a rookie. So there's not as much hype as you'd expect around Kareem Hunt for a guy who, after his first carry in the NFL, um, was really just unstoppable. 
Uh, but we're going to cover all that and more. We've got a couple other sleepers that we want to talk about, but that's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com, and we'll be back after the break. And we are back with more fantasy football talk. Still dealing with the running backs here. I'm going to go a couple busts real quick. I'm going to fire off a couple sleepers. And we'll give Xander the opportunity to either criticize or just start going into his picks. I really wanted to fire off my bust first. Don't I'm going to start it off. Gordon. I'm gonna, Don't say it. What? Don't say who? Don't say Melvin Gordon. No. I'm going to say Devontae Freeman of Atlanta. I think that with Tevin Coleman still there, we're going to see some battling again. He really slowed down last year in terms of pro- or productivity. I'm not a big Devontae Freeman fan. I think LaShawn McCoy is a person to watch out for. Legal battles we're going to see periodically throughout the season. And Kenyon Drake, who is supposedly slated to be the first running back in Miami, a team that is just beyond dysfunctional for me. I don't like any of those three players. I will not touch them with a 10-foot pole, let alone a 2-foot pole. I'm going to say they're off my list. Sleepers that I really am intrigued with and hope might fall or might slip. I know some of them are going to go where they're going to go, and that's higher rounds. But Christian McCaffrey, I think it's going to be his second full year there. I think that he has great chemistry with Cam Newton, a guy who can catch and run the ball. I think it's going to be more of his offense than it has in years past. Johnson Stewart still continues to get older. Joe Mixon's in that category. Again, it's going to be a full year for him. No more Jeremy Hill there. Um I think Mixon's going to be a really big surprise to some fantasy owners. They're going to freaking love him. R.I.P. to Jeremy Hill. R.I.P. to Jeremy Hill. I still remember that game against the Denver Broncos on Monday night three years ago when he rushed for like 180 yards and two touchdowns. That was his best moment, and then he let fantasy owners down for the last two seasons. And then finally, Jarek McKinnon, who is on pace to be the number one running back in San Francisco – supposedly out of camp jimmy garoppolo feels most comfortable with him in the backfield they're on the same page and he loves the run pass option Jarrett mckinnon brings to the 49ers that is an alvin kamara-esque player to me i would be very interested in taking him maybe fourth fifth round of this draft and then lastly darius geis i want to have this discussion he's in washington washington is known for beaten down their running backs and never really letting them see the limelight. You've had Robert Kelly. You've had Alfred Morris. You've had Samarji P. Ryan. You've had a ton of running backs come through that system, all looking like they're going to be the number one, yet none of them ever able to take it because the Redskins, along with the other organization I just made fun of but I'm forgetting right now, are just one of the oh, Dolphins, are just one of the worst organizations in sports. The Redskins can bite the dust. Yeah, Darius, is it Guise? Guise? It's Guise. 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 Okay. Um, they have a yeah, pretty crowded backfield over there, but if you, if you watched any LSU football over the past few years, um, the guy definitely has some talent. So we'll see. I probably would shy away from him, but I think there's a right spot for anybody. Um, interesting, you brought up Jarek McKinnon. I forgot. There was a couple years ago where they came out with a stat. It was like a... It was like an athletic test, something out of the combine maybe that he had like the highest score out of anybody in the entire league. I forgot the acronym for it. It was like, it wasn't SCRP. It was something else. (laughs) If they had a category for SCRP, I would be stoked. I would use the SCRP act all the time. 
Yeah. But um, I think McKinnon is interesting. Um, never really shined that much in Minnesota. Kind of makes you wonder if there was a reason for it because um, the guy's got all the athletic ability in the world. But 49ers offense should be very interesting. We'll see if Jimmy G is as good as he was for this full slate of 16 games as he was over the last few games with the 49ers. Um, interesting point you brought up. Christian McCaffrey, very high on him this year. I think he's going to get 20 to 25 touches a week. I think, like I said, is really important for running backs. He led the NFL in targets for running backs last year with 113, finished third in receptions and fifth in receiving yards, um, 80 receptions and 650 receiving yards. I think there's no question that that's a huge part of his game. But I think with this year, like you mentioned, Jonathan Stewart, another year older, I think McCaffrey will end up as a top 10 back. Um, I just think he's, he's going to be utilized so heavily in this offense, I think from all over. I don't really care whether he runs or catches. I mean, the yards are yards, and you know if I get that half point, that's even better. Um, a couple other guys I'm looking at, though, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan, like you mentioned, of LaShawn McCoy. I think an interesting guy is, where is he? Lamar Miller. <laughs> Low on the list, almost 25th. Low I think he is ranked list. 25th. I've read a great, great article about Lamar Miller. Has quietly been over the past four years one of the most consistent running backs in all of football. Take a guess, how many games has Lamar Miller missed over the past four years? Six. Wrong. Only has missed four games over the last four years. And for a starting running back, that is pretty good. Um, Had a pretty disappointing 2017 average, a career low 3.7 yards per carry. Um, Didn't top 75 rushing yards in any game. but And only found the end zone three times. Right. May I have. But I think with Dante Dante Freeman, um, or Foreman, having a little injury worries right now. He's recovering from an Achilles injury. I think Miller is going to get a ton of playing time, and I think that he's going to be a big part of this offense. Was hopefully Deshaun Watson is just as dynamic of a playmaker that he was last year. I think there's going to be a lot of touches for Miller, and hopefully he gets out to a hot start, um, and Foreman can really take a backseat to him. But Lamar Miller, I think a little bit too low on this list. He's not a sexy pick because he doesn't really ever light up the scoreboard, but I think he'd be a great number two running back on any fantasy team. I think he finds his way into the top fifteen this year. That's my that's my pick. Wow, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I mean, I was looking at him too, but I think he has slowed down a little bit. I know his consistency has been great, and he's played in a lot of games, but he gets knocked out of games. So he definitely misses some time on that front. But for me, the other people I'm looking at is who's going to win the Packer backfield. A lot of talk that Ty Montgomery they're going to try to use like an Alvin Kamara. As many Packers as I can have on my team is a good thing, so I'm all for that. Marshawn Lynch is still hanging around. I know he's getting older and everything, but I got to tell you, the Oakland Raiders team is so dynamic. I think that their passing game will scare people more than Marshawn Lynch will, and then I'll provide the opportunity for Lynch to get the ball. They have Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper. I mean, they're they're a good-looking offense. I know Jordy might seem older, but he's still one of the best receivers to me in this game. Still really salty if you can't tell that he left the Packers, which was our fault. Um, but what do you think about the rookie in terms of Saquon Barkley being ranked in the top 10? How do you feel about rookie running backs? I know we all, I always miss, so I never really try to gamble on them. How do you feel about Saquon? I really like him. Kinda, Ooh, kinda, big thighs. <laughs> kind of hurts me to say it, 
Um, but I just think he might be what this New York Giants offense really needs to flourish. Um, Eli Manning, say what you want about him. Um, I don't think he's really affected by age. He's kind of been basically the same player his entire career. You know, athleticism has never been one of his strengths, but just like a, like just like his brother, just like a Tom Brady, just not really his game. Um, and they do have some weapons. I mean, they have arguably the best receiver in football in Odell Beckham. Um, I think this is going to be a, a surprisingly really good offense this year. And they finally got rid of Eric Flowers, which I think is fantastic because he's the worst left tackle in pro football. Um, not only my words, a lot of other people said it. I, I think you're still just mad because – who, Flowers? Yeah. He's the one that cost us that Kansas City Chief game, didn't he? Yeah. Or my thing? Well, that, okay. that too. Um, nice. Just so that's that's your saltiness. Talk about being a grudge holder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do hold grudges. Uh, so I think Barkley should you know provide a big boost to this offense and Pat Shermer's offense. And you you look at the way that Shermer used Dalvin Cook in Minnesota as their offensive coordinator. Um, you know, I think the sky is the limit for Barkley. I think he's an exciting player, um, very dynamic. And I feel like the fact that they're not going to totally rely on him only, I think it'll be good for him. I think he'll get a lot of touches. I think if he stays on the field, he could be the next like Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt. Um, he could easily be a top 10 running back. But that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. Roz, I'll give you the last little outro. you got 10 seconds left. Sum it all up. Red Sox swept the Yankees. <laughs> that is true. Yankees are in trouble. They're going to be fighting for that one-game playoff. And with the way Luis Severino has been pitching lately, I don't know if they're going to get it done. We'll see you next week, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge, LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. We'll be back wrapping up the PGA Championship. We got wide receivers on the books for next week, and we got to get back some MLB power rankings because we missed them this week. But <laughs> we'll be back next week, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.